0: Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on
1: WSB. Not live from Sherwood Forest. Hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. The doctrinaires are here. Well, most of them. Tim Andrews is here. Hello. Autumn Fisher is here. Hello. Jared Yamamoto, the handsomest producer and all of producer is here. What's up, Eric? And English Nick will join us in a while. Why did I say not live at the top of this? Because uh, we got a holiday week going on here, and for the, to get everybody together, we had to pre-record this. Why do I let you know? Because I recognize that some events in the news may have happened between the time we recorded this in the time you're listening to it, so I just don't want you to think that we're um, idiots for not covering whatever big event happened. We take vacation in radio, we do, and I wanted to get everybody in here and uh, do it the right way. So let's do it the right way by doing this: headlines of the week. Jared Yamamoto, Eric Face. Facing... If that is your real name,
2: well, some people have said otherwise. Uh, facing pressure from the press, Donald Trump has 60 days left to complete uh, to complete his presidential cabinet. And he's going to meet up with Mitt Romney later today. as uh, well, for a potential saying, later
1: today. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. It's not live. Well, by later time, on Sunday. Later by on the Sunday. The, By the time uh, we do this, uh, th- this could already be resolved. But let me just say this idea that um, you know that, uh, that you hear these stories about how the transition is in chaos and uh, there's uh, it's taking too long. The guy just won the election. there's there's, uh, there's some yeah. Look, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. But I have to be have good analysis here, and cannot be clouded. The guy won. Does the media recognize that Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States? Because they're they're running around as if there's still something they can do about it. But the Electoral College. Oh, that's another one. I don't know if you're going to get to that or not. But uh, that's another one where who is it? Uh, uh, Barbara Boxer.
2: Yeah, Barbara Boxer put a uh, put a petition in there, and then there's also a... a the idea
1: a- is to reform the electoral... Does she want to get rid of the Electoral College or just change it? She or- wants to get rid of it, yeah. Okay, so this is... What's going on here, huh? <laughs> we want just the smart people on the coast to be able mm-hmm. to decide who the president is. God forbid the Midwest... The middle of the country, the working people, the heart of the country, the people who grow our food and make our... All these people, God forbid, that every once in a while they choose the President of the United States. This is such sour grapes. The idea that, well, we're tired of this electoral system that we've had for 240 some odd years. It's got to go because look what it produced. This Donald Trump. I am so sick and tired of these whiners who can't cannot accept the fact that this guy won the election. Let me tell you what's going to happen next. Let me tell you. One of three things. He's either going to be a good president, a mediocre president, great, or a very bad president. Good, mediocre, or bad. That's what's going to happen. We don't know. This has nothing to do with his policies or anything. Some presidents are really great. You say you are going to be great, huh?
3: Absolutely
1: great. The greatest uh, ever. Maybe that'll happen but we have to wait for him to become president, okay? Let's all come to our senses here. Just rationally, logically thinking, we have to wait for him to become president before we can begin to judge his presidency. Why do I have to say that? Shouldn't that just go without saying? But it seems with all of this nonsense with the electoral college and the transition is, there's a knife fight going on up there because it's been what, a week and a half? And he hasn't got his whole cabinet in place? Look, if we get to January 20th and we don't have a Secretary of Defense, then it's okay to say the transition is in chaos not a week and a half after the election. Do you remember when President Two Obama
4: got one. elected and it wasn't even a week later he already had that podium with a special seal yeah, of the president pres- elect.
1: Yeah. 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 The, he had the seal of the president elect yeah. which comes officially from nowhere. <laughs> no. It was invented in some college dorm room in, as an as an art project. You're not going to do that, are
3: you? No, listen, I'm I'm here at Trump Tower in New York City. People are coming all the time. Good people up and down the elevator. Yeah, we
1: watch it on TV.
3: Well, very good. It's online. You can watch it. There's also birds. Birds live in the elevator. It's great.
1: Do you, is there, a, there should be a security cam. Is there a security cam we can just watch online? Exactly. That's coming going? all
3: day. Look, you're going to see Chris Christie come in, and then you're
1: going to see him leave with his big fat
3: face. Sad.
1: <laughs> Why did you get rid of him? My wife thinks Lot it's- Not a baggage. Oh, my wife thinks it's because he was eating up all the food in the buffet. That day. too.
3: Look, we have the best taco bowls in all of New York City right there. I went to get one the other day, and they were all gone, and he had taco crumb. Uh, Chris, that,
5: that shrimp is for everyone.
3: No, he eats it all. But- <laughs> Look, he's not even going to finish his his gubernatorial. uh, Look, he's done.
1: You're thinking we're going to find out more things about that bridge gate.
3: Oh, yeah, lots of terrible things.
1: You know, but he was loyal, and you said that loyalty mattered to you. He was the first one who jumped over on your side. He knocked out Marco for you, remember? Look,
3: I put him in charge of the wall.
1: Okay. (laughs) He could be in charge of the wall. So I'm just saying, everybody relax. We don't know yet. But here's the, we don't know what kind of president this guy is. We can't judge that until he's president. And if you don't want him to be president, that's been settled. There is the media, the people in the streets, everyone, listen closely to these words. I'll say them slowly. There is nothing you can do about it. He is going to be the next president. We can at least wait until he s- assumes the office before we start judging his presidency. Yes, Jared, yeah, i was
2: going to say, do you think the press is just finally processing what happened to, almost two weeks ago? I think
1: now? the press is so out of it. And when we talk about the press, you know, New York Times, CBS, ABC, I just for one second, I'm not the first person to bring this up, but it is a reality. Imagine that Donald Trump loses the presidency... And his supporters don't accept her and hit the streets and start burning American flags on campuses (laughs) and start smashing windows in Portland. Do you think the media coverage might be a little bit harsher on those people? Maybe. Obviously. So the press is, they can't understand it because I've told this before. This is a thing that people talked about back when McGovern lost all, every state except for one, and people in Manhattan are having cocktails, and one looks at the other and says, I can't understand why I didn't win. Everyone I know voted for him. And that's exactly what's going on with the press. you got to remember, they engineered a lot of this. They set a lot of this up, because they let these young kids, who maybe this is their first or second presidential uh, process they've been through, they basically told them, there's no way your candidate can lose. I'm not speaking up for the kids in the streets. They're a bunch of whiners. But it was it was precipitated by this idea of there's no way she can lose. So that's how out of it these people are. So the ones who tell you that the uh, the transition is going bad, remember that the same people just a few weeks ago who told you there's no way he can win. They don't have a legitimacy anymore. But, but they're uh, real news, Eric. Yeah, they're real news. They're yeah. real news. You know, I mean, you hear about the fake news, yeah. that uh, Facebook is getting rid of all the fake news. Well, what about the fake news that said that she had a 90% chance of winning? <laughs> Wasn't that fake news? Why doesn't that qualify as fake news? Because that the, was
5: projection. It's yeah, but fake. they
1: do not understand. They didn't take the time. They don't know the working class anymore. They have no idea who these people are. They, and that's why they so easily cartoonize them. They're all bigots. They're all white nationalists. I said this last week. If the Democrats want people to worry about the climate 100 years from now, they better make sure there's food on the table tomorrow, because that's going to be the thing. I can't think about climate change 100 years from now. No challenge. No challenge poses a greater threat to future generations than climate change. Yeah, well, look, if I'm in Scranton, i got a challenge. I can't pay my light bill. So this is what they all lost touch with, is what matters to people. What matters to people. And the press is all a part of that. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or the last show. I don't know. I do so many shows. I just can't keep up with with with, with everything that I say. And now I've lost my train of thought. So give me another, give me another story.
2: <laughs> Hillary Clinton, despite her loss that everybody thought she was going to win, is encouraging her supporters to never give up, Eric. Oh,
1: Hopefully she's going to give up. I don't know if she's going to get pardoned or whatever. I it, it won't it won't be popular with the WSB audience. But I'm I had an argument with my wife about this because she can't stand Hillary and I, I'm not a fan either. But I think I would be. I don't think that we should waste our time for the next year trying to lock her up. Look, we all know, but I mean, look, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this country. Donald Trump, he, okay, he said he's going to do the wall. And he's going to do this. He's going to do that. There's one thing that he needs to be focused on, and that's the economy. He needs to make the people in Scranton and these other places who elected him feel it. Because let me tell you something, Von Hessler doctrine, fact. A little bit of speculation, kind of my opinion, but I'm going to call it fact. All right, If Obama had had 3% growth over the last two years... Hillary Clinton will be president right now. Because the truth is, when the, when the economy's good, it covers a multitude of sins. If he wants to be a popular president, focus on the economy first, the economy second, and then in third, the economy. Guess what? Veronica Waters is with us when we get back. She's been down covering this Ross Harris trial that wrapped up. We're going to talk to her about that when we return.
0: The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: Yeah, everything that guy said. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm Eric Von Hessler. Jared Yamamoto, we're still on headlines, so give me another headline.
2: Yeah, well, let's let's come back home here where uh, Ross Harris, you know, the guy in the hot car death trial, was found guilty on three counts of murder.
1: Well, I'd like to talk to you about this, but I look over here, and lo and behold, WSB's very own Veronica Waters. How long did you spend in this town, Brunswick, covering this trial?
6: My first day in Brunswick was September 12th. Just got back last week, so roughly uh, two months there, Give or take a couple of days, I took off to get married.
1: Yeah, out. you got married there somewhere yeah. in the middle, and then Honey- so is, is a honeymoon waiting, or did you somehow yep. squeeze it in?
6: Honeymoon is ahead. Honeymoon okay. is still to come.
1: A honeymoon is is awaiting out there. So, if I was on the jury of this trial, I would have not been a very good juror because I thought he was guilty, and the reason that I thought he was guilty, and we'll get to why I think it was the light bulb thing apparently that really swayed the jury, but for me. I didn't think it was possible that a guy could, at the end of the day, open that door car and drive for half a mile, or however he drove, because, and this is gross, and it's disgusting, but a, decomp- not decomposing body, but a, a body that had just died, smells, and i just didn't think it was possible that he could not notice that the minute he opened the door so is was that part of this or what what do you think finally did him in
6: well i'll tell you that the prosecution said that it was a totality of the evidence for the jury because mm-hmm. there was no smoking gun and a couple of the points that you just made i do think that the light bulb visit to the car he went to role. Home
1: Depot or something not Home Depot but he did he'd he gone go? to
6: buy some light bulbs yeah. and then he stopped off at his car somebody dropped him off at his car he put the light bulbs inside and walked back inside and there was the some sort
1: of security footage of this yeah
6: there were three different camera angles only two of which the prosecution entered interestingly the defense had to enter a third camera angle which was slightly closer up because they wanted to show the jury that Ross Harris's head never went below roof level so okay. how would he have seen inside the car if he didn't bend down and look in there uh, but you know the the state's detective, police detective said, well, there was nothing obstructing his view. So you mm-hmm. just kind of have to. That was the interpretation. But as for the smell, it's interesting to note that this so-called odor of death that we kept hearing about yeah. was never brought up by anybody the day of the actual death of Cooper. Um, and a couple of the cops who testified about that didn't even mention it in their own police reports until more than a year later after talking to the lead detective in the case.
1: Okay, so... So I'm just going with my mind, just thinking, what was it, 120 degrees it got or something in that car? And I just thought that, so maybe I, as a juror, maybe I would have said, you know what, you walk in, there were certain ideas, and you find
6: out that maybe that's not so true. Yeah, well, you would not have made it on the jury because you were not. so convinced of his guilt, which was why we mm-hmm. moved the trial from Cobb County anyway, right? Right. right. But um, he deserved but a fair trial. A lot of the stuff that we heard in the probable cause hearing that made people think that Ross Harris was super guilty turned out to not exactly be true, and that came out at trial. Mm-hmm. So a lot of why people thought that he had done it, the so-called searches for hot cars, the so-called stench of death and that kind of thing, um, those really didn't actually happen the way we heard.
1: Okay. So, and that's what uh, trials is for. So, in the end, the jury just couldn't believe that he would forget.
6: Right. The jury couldn't believe it, no matter that a defense expert said, uh, painted this interesting picture about, imagine you're at your TV, you get up to go to the kitchen to get a snack. It's staring you right in the face when you open the fridge and you can't remember what it was. But I think the, the defense couldn't convince the jury, really, that this guy who was such a horrible cheater yeah. and such a terrible man, character-wise, yeah. could not have plotted to kill his son. The state did a good job swaying the jury on that.
1: Were you surprised you were there the whole time?
6: I was incredibly surprised. I did not see that the state really proved malice there. Um, they And again, the jury said it was a totality of the evidence. Because it's circumstantial. To, uh, the In the end, said.
1: it's circumstantial lots evidence. Lots and
6: lots of circumstantial. I think the best way to look at it is he's either guilty or he's the unluckiest guy to right. have all of these coincidences just piling up one after the other.
1: Well, Veronica Waters, welcome back. And uh, we wish you well on your well-deserved honeymoon. At WTF coming up next.
3: Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, more on the series Doctors and Sex Abuse with a 50-state report card for you to compare how Georgia ranks among other states on protecting patients from sexually abusive doctors, plus $388 in coupon savings. That's why we say if it's Sunday, and I'm looking at my calendar and it says that it is, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. The Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires, and I believe it's time for this. What the? What the? What the? the, Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. Autumn Fisher! There she is. What the fun and games, Autumn Fisher. What's going on in the weird world of news?
5: Stephen Hawking says we might only have 1,000 years left on Earth.
1: And we have to get to, off of this planet and to another planet in a thousand years.
5: We must continue in, to go into space for the future of humanity.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, let me just say this. Uh, number one, I don't think that will happen. I think a thousand years is... I don't think... They're gonna, Eric, you are wrong. I don't think a thousand years is enough to actually get to another planet. No, not even close. You got to get there. You got you to gotta terraform. You gotta do, time. What's
5: that? I am a... Uh, it is plenty of time. And how do we get... I am a s- science celebrity. <laughs> oh, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how? I always thought about this idea of, like, we're going to go to another planet. What does that mean? How many people can get on a ship? It's not like the we whole... Are
5: going to sh- we must stretch out into space, into I- other I do not even know
4: you can breathe there? Yeah, or
1: well if that's th- food there. Number one, in order to do it in a thousand years, we would have to find a twin planet that's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's we'll a, figure a, it's it a out. turnkey planet, right. is what we need. Eventually, other- yes. it, we will figure it out. Otherwise, well, that's easy to say for you, but I mean, I'm trying to figure it out here. Otherwise, Eric, more.
5: The clock is ticking. <laughs> we must continue to go into I, space. I
1: understand that, Mr. Hawking, but I'm trying to work it out. We can't get there if we don't work it out. If we don't find. Don't it-
5: worry about it. <laughs>
1: If we don't.
5: what will be fine.
1: <laughs> if we don't find a turnkey planet that's just ready to go, a shovel ready planet, if you will, we're going there to have. There are to f- billions, of,
5: bil- billions of stars. Yeah, there are gazillions of miles away. Billions of planets around those stars. How do we and get one will faster work.
1: than light transportation? Yeah, yeah. That's, before you even. Let's we're going
5: say, to send out tiny spaceships. Stephen With Hawking. I never thought oh. I'd say
1: this, but just shut up for a second, <laughs> or turn yourself off, or whatever happens. <laughs> Power down. So what I'm <laughs> trying to say is, if you find a planet that you could turn into an Earth, there's years and years because you gotta you gotta you gotta terraform it, right? You gotta make it green somehow. You gotta put nuclear explosions over it or whatever, create mm. an atmosphere. I don't know how you do it. So I just don't think a thousand years is enough. And also, let me throw this out of the table. Von Hessler Doctrine, uh, none of us is going to be here in a thousand years, so I don't care. I've got news for you. I don't want to shock anybody, but other than wishing my family and friends well, I don't care what happens on this planet after I die. I don't care. I'm not here. You know what? Think back to before you were born. Did you care what happened on the planet Earth? No, you didn't. Chances are, you're not going to care after you go. So, I wish people well. Uh, If I had my way, horrible things wouldn't happen to the people I know and love. But I am not going to lift a finger to make something happen a thousand years from now when I won't be here to reap those rewards. It's got nothing to do with me. And if you find that selfish, well, that's on you. But if there's a problem a thousand years from, from now, guess who needs to take care of it? people who live a thousand years from now you know what it's their problem we've got enough have you looked around the world have you watched your local news we've got enough to deal with right here right now i don't care about the people who are living here a thousand years from now and if you could put that in a textbook and teach it then and i still won't care and that's the way i feel no about challenge. that we
5: well, made people get going no and, challenge on, a, space is on. a
1: greater threat to future generations than climate change yeah. You know what, Mr. President? This is why I voted for Donald Trump. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I, I don't care about future generations. I'm not going to be here. I care about things that I'm going to be a part of, yeah? Look, i got to tell ya, Eric, you, Eric. What do you care about a thousand years from now? You're not going to be here. A
4: thousand years from now, this country will not look like it does today. Of course not. It's a thousand years from now. we got people from all over the world trying to come here. And yeah. you got a clown... That they just elected. Oh now come on. He's you... trying to tell people uh, that Obamacare is not the best possible thing that was ever passed in the history of all of our legislature. I got
1: I got news for you. A thousand years from you, from you from now. From me? From you and now. A thousand <laughs> years from now, it's Obamacare isn't gonna matter. Donald Trump isn't gonna matter. You're not I'm not gonna matter. We're not we're not here. Oh, we won't be oh, here. Obama
5: never did anything for the NASA. That's because I want to be on a spaceship. <laughs> With Stephen Hawking.
1: We will start by reducing premiums by as much as twenty-five hundred dollars per family. Nobody's going to care about this in a thousand years. If, it's gonna, it's, nobody's going to care. If you want to keep your spaceship, you'll be allowed to. <laughs> are, wait, are you proposing that we take Obamacare to other planets? I, I think. I think. I think right now. Uh, Gleep well,
5: gleeplop
4: and, Mac- Gleep and his buddies uh they're 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 not they're the their tentacles are 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 are, are they they need tentacle care
6: shovel ready was not as uh, uh shovel ready as we expected
4: uh you know the only thing that they that they used those shovels
1: for was to, never mind no it's, no it's a bad joke I know do we have more <laughs> stories
5: Bob okay. Dylan Who's, uh, who's he? Has, who's
1: this Bob Dylan I've never heard of him
5: I don't know. Just like some guys, <laughs> just like old. Bob stupid.
1: Dylan is the greatest songwriter in the history of the world. Boss. He's the Shakespeare Boss. of songwriting. Boss. So uh, no. go ahead. So this Bob Dylan, what's he in the news for?
5: Yes, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. He was well, very difficult to get. not the Peace Prize? Oh, he I'm won- sorry, Peace Prize. I'm sorry. The the um, literature. Uh, uh, Literature. Literature, thank you. Yes. It's so hard not to. No, yeah. peace prize. Well, that's the
1: only one. It's the most famous prize. I won the, that. You did. You did. You <laughs> For what? Yeah. before you droned people into their uh, into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great peace prize.
5: Sorry, sorry. Let me start over. Yes. Bob go Dylan, ahead. He won some. Who's prize. Bob
1: Dylan? He's oh, I thought we were starting <laughs> the whole thing over. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Bob Dylan, yes.
5: He was really hard to get a hold of. He's finally answered and said thank you and everything, but now he's saying he's not going to be able to attend the ceremony due to other commitments.
1: Can I tell you that this is why I love Bob Dylan? This is why (laughs) Obama, when he got that fake peace prize... Uh, well, he was president for two and a half minutes, hadn't done anything, gets on a plane, goes over, Gets loves it. Hey, let me walk in. Why don't you appreciate me? Why don't you celebrate me and tell me how great I am? Bob Dylan is great, knows he's great, and he has no time. He is old enough and wise enough to know that these ceremonies mean nothing. Not the I, right that's what they are. And I love him for I love you for this. I, you know, you're a little bit it's hard to understand what you're singing these
3: days the are going to be winning this. Sometime in six, man. And gonna, uh, it's gonna going out to be at Chicago. About, uh,
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We are simpatico. We completely agree. You know, you say it better than I do. You speak my thoughts. I stayed in
3: Mississippi far too long.
1: And some people say that, but uh, so I just think it's fantastic. And so you're gonna be on tour, right? So you won't be able to go there. i be on tour. I love this. this guy's been on tour this. since yeah, 1970. <laughs> he can't take yeah, a day off.
3: In the beach, man, Fact I'm on the pavement. <laughs> yeah, to do, do something about this Trump
1: man. That's right. That's right. You got. You're busy. You're busy, but what I love is that this guy actually knows that these ceremonies are phony, baloney, and even, I think he was nice and said, I appreciate it, but he doesn't care, yeah. and that's why I love him. If you don't like the way he sings, I don't care. I love him. I love him. You know, him.
5: he says, he's quoted as saying uh, that winning the Nobel Prize left him speechless, which I thought was kind of funny. That's
1: hilarious. Yeah. He's speechless.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hanging he, he for speaking. about
1: 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well you said something. People just didn't know what the that is fine out and hey, welcome to Weehawking. <laughs>
6: Speechless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so give me. you got another WTF? I love I love Bob Dylan and this is just one more reason why I do. So uh, sure. Robot Suit And you know what, before you oh. tell me this next story, um, you know yeah. for the people who say he's a great songwriter, but I don't like his voice when he sings? I love the way he sings. So there, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Now go ahead. Next story.
5: There's a fancy new robot suitcase you can uh, purchase that travels along with you, and you can name it, and it's like a little pet.
1: This is a, a, a robot suitcase, like you're going to go to the airport?
5: Yeah, so, so th- there's pictures of a guy, business dude, yeah. walk in with this space-age little guy, this little uh, suitcase. It's
1: like a pet uh, at that point. It's just following it along. Does, yeah, right? It does. Do not understand, roller-
5: though, how in a busy airport that it can it says that it can you know avoid obstacles and it yeah. can go pretty fast and, and, by the
1: way in a it. world full of terrorist threats it's yeah. never going to come back to haunt <laughs> us see, so. come here please <laughs> <laughs> the, the, get over here these robot <laughs> suitcases now these guys don't even have to walk into the airport with this, their the, bombs
2: a, the age of the roller board is done now though Eric yeah. instead of people rolling well, over you yeah. you know how when you go up the escalator in Southern
1: Hartsfield look it, can we get any lazier but <laughs> the, the idea that we can't even carry our (laughs) own baggage in an airport i love this about americans people in the west in general we won't we won't carry our baggage in an airport but we'll spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a gym membership so that we can go work out (laughs) so that our bodies stay in shape (laughs) So that we don't have to carry our luggage anywhere. But have you seen how
2: bad it's gotten in the airport? I mean, people roll those roller boards right over your feet. They don't care. They're running their next flight. There's no, So what there's is this no, thing? Uh, is this, this
1: going to be a smart suitcase It's going to know where to go? It's, yeah, it's
5: not going to roll over yeah, your feet. Yeah, it's actually... No, it's pretty cute. It says the robot suitcase... Yeah, it uh,
1: blows up in your face. It's cute.
5: It <laughs> finds be the best me. route... It finds the best route and analyzes the most effective.
1: Way oh, so now to move I'm forward. following. Now I'm following the suitcase. No, no, you, no, no.
5: It will find you. <laughs> it's following you and where you're going. I have but eyes. It will, yeah, it'll like scoot around some things.
1: It'll scoot around. But
5: suitcase. then look, look wait, also, also, yeah. it understands With if the pretzel you've lost shop it. is it going to. Or scoot if around it's around been, the yeah, shop? they're like. Yeah, the, the uh, cinnamon rolls are fresh made. Let's go.
1: Can I send it over to uh, suggest a song by the piano player at Houlihan's? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. That'd be dumb. It Come also
5: on. says that if it's if it's been lost or stolen, it will take appropriate measures to get back to its owner. It's so silly. Uh, it'll yeah.
3: shoot the thief.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sorry. I just...
5: It says like, you're not my dad.
3: <laughs> you can't open me here.
2: My only concern would be if you're running to your next gate, it only goes, I think, five miles per hour. So it's not going to
1: keep up with you if you're running to your next flight. Well, I think what happens Uh, is you walk into the the airport and then you just separate from this thing and it finds you at the gate later. What's it going to do? It's going to put itself on the train and know to get off at uh, next stop.
5: Yeah, you send it like a day early. Gate
1: B. <laughs> How's it going to know? This
4: train is stopping. Please hold on to your robot suitcase.
5: Or what if you
2: went through TSA and it didn't? Like, I mean, does it scroll around TSA?
1: Is it get, does it get a pure clearance? It does nothing. Yeah, so. That robot gave me a dirty look. <laughs> that robot ain't going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we have uh, more WTF when we return
0: the Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB
1: when you hear a voice like that you know you've heard the truth it is indeed the Von Hessler Doctrine (laughs) welcome back we're still doing WTF stories that giggly little voice there that's Autumn Fisher she does the WTFs give me another WTF story
5: should I laugh differently?
1: Oh. Yes, uh, laugh with some—I uh, don't know, just some prestige. class. Well, prestige, sure. exactly.
6: Oh. Grace and
1: Panache. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. I used to work with them in Hartford.
6: <laughs> Hello,
3: I'm Grace, <laughs> and I'm Panache.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, they used to give us, they gave us the, the <laughs> traffic over the Charter Street Bridge.
5: Oh my, the traffic is abhorrent, isn't it? Oh, oh 79 oh,
1: Pinter, oh. who drives such an horrible thing? Oh. It's a mattress in lanes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> a ladder. Oh. WTF story, please.
5: Nevada police uh, Nevada. found Nevada tires. Hold
1: on, Nevada. Oh, nev- That's properly said I Nevada. Like
5: Nevada. I say pajamas. No, no, it just, that doesn't Nevada. work
1: like that. It's actually Nevada. Whatever. P- people get it wrong. <laughs> Tell the the Nevada
5: police have found three tigers in this lady's backyard. And the weird thing about it is that a resident reported the tigers in the person's backyard. But the person who had the tigers in her backyard called for information Asking if she could have tigers,
1: so she wa- she asked for permission before she like she- busted herself. So, but she she wanted she was trying to do it the right way. She wanted to find what paperwork a person goes through in the state of Nevada. Hey y'all,
5: hey, I'm Trisha Meyer. Hey, I thought you I were. I was just the- wondering if I could have some tigers in your backyard. <laughs> I thought this happened in Nevada. <laughs> oh, I'll- we moved here, babe. Okay, we're from the Great Smoky Mountains.
1: <laughs> All right, so you're used to having animals now. So these are pets you had in the backyard.
5: Oh, they were just my babies, you know, at first but they sure got big, girl. Does, does mm-hmm. it
1: does it ever occur to you that maybe that's a dangerous thing to have uh tigers Oh, they
5: just a- they're they're just little kittens, you uh-huh. know, they weren't heard fly.
1: Yeah, not not when they're
5: kittens. They did scratch my son. <laughs> They did pretty bad. We had to take him to the hospital. He had a couple stitches, but he's fine. They Can I cut I, my arm you know off, ma. Boy. What
1: was that, son? They cut my arm off, ball. It's a
5: scratch. Oh, you're fine. Rub some dirt on it. Let's go. I got gangrene. You got softball practice tomorrow. Let's
1: go. Can I uh, speak to Autumn again for a moment here?
5: Oh, hello. Yes. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. So what happened? Is she in trouble? Is she in trouble? Uh, and they take him uh, away. Is she allowed to keep him? <laughs>
5: <laughs> they also um, they also found uh, eight monkeys.
1: All right. This lady's clearly crazy. And that music <laughs> says that we have to go for now. But more headlines when we return.
3: Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: Not live from Sherwood Forest. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires... And look at English Nick even joined us for this hour Good day Yeah, nice uh, showing up on time Thank you, appreciate (laughs) it Take your time As long as you get here before we're off the air I'm happy, I'm happy I'm the British guy
7: in the building I got a work call next week Covering for Steve Craig on the river in the morning That's right
1: So uh, take it out on me Take it easy today Everything's fine (laughs) Everything's fine Uh, I say not live, by the way Because I want people to know That uh, because of the holiday scheduling We did record this particular show And I say that because The whole Trump transition thing Is happening and it's in flux So if something happens since we recorded this and now that's why we're not covering whatever that big story is that you heard about yes? hang on it's in flux isn't he already in the Oval Office as the President of the United States no that's the show we did for the future <laughs> hang, what we're time shifting we did that show some, already
7: some people say welcome to a Trump presidency well yeah you're right presidency. they're acting
1: as if this new Trump world is not even yeah. there yeah. yet we've kept that I'm show in the can
3: yeah you're not oh. even you're not even in there yet I don't even think I'm gonna live there okay because I look I left Trump Tower and yeah. I can do everything from there I can yeah. run my business I could run the country. Can I, I say can...
1: this? I could do without the, uh, uh, the the melodrama of this whole thing where everybody has to go to the lobby of Trump Tower and go up those elevators and uh, then come back down. Did you get a job? No, I haven't got a you job. You don't here. think that's exciting?
3: I think that's fantastic. It's great
1: television. It's very reality TV. Very. It's a new day. It's a new presidency.
3: You know, they called Kennedy the first television president. I'm the first reality television and
1: president. And you're going to be doing Twitter a lot, you know, and I, I can yeah. see that. I don't know if it's a good idea, but I do understand it now. You're going to be the first president Republicans so whenever the New York Times just says something You're just going to go right over there. You're just going to answer them back and say, no, they're wrong. I'm going to tell them right away,
3: you're terrible. The New York Times is always wrong. They don't cover me fairly. They never covered me fairly, and I'm going to point it out.
1: I like what you say, uh, the failing at New York Times. I think that's a I've never, a president or (laughs) president-elect has never acted that way, but you know what? When it comes to Republicans, I don't know if it's a good thing. I I honestly don't know if it's going to be a good thing to have a president doing this on Twitter, but then there's the other side of me. They've been doing this to Republicans for so long, there's no doubt that Mitt Romney was, whether you liked his policies or not, he was a good man. He was a good person. Maybe the most decent person to ever run for office and they just went after him like he was going to wake up every day and pursue this war on women which was a fiction but he didn't answer it. You will be answering things like that through Twitter. So I, I will know. not be
3: having a war on women. In fact, Mitt Romney, two weeks ago, I hated his guts. Now I love him and I'm considering <laughs> him for a cabinet position. Well That's don- what I'm
1: saying, Donald. We recorded this a few days ago. He may already have one by now. Look, if he already has it, it's news to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Jerry. Yes, but say at some point today, you're supposed to meet with Mitt Romney to figure out yeah. what, how it's going to work out.
3: We're going to go to church, whatever his church is. I yeah. don't know exactly what it is. We're going to go there, and then we're going to go get a burger, and then we're going to watch a little football, and then I'm going to decide whether or not I want to hire him.
1: Have him uh, take you to a Tabernacle Choir concert. Quite good. So anyways, it's time for this. More headlines. Jerry Damamoto. Jerry Yamamoto.
2: All right, Eric, a group of 169 House Democrats have demanded that Donald Trump rescind Steve Bannon's appointment as chief strategist and senior counselor. There's only
1: 201 of them, so that's that's nearly three quarters of them. Here's the deal with Steve Bannon. You know what? I don't know Steve Bannon. You don't know Steve Bannon. The people who are saying that he's a white nationalist, I love these people in the streets who are, hey, you can't call people names. It's terrible that you can't, but nobody, <laughs> nobody knows this guy personally, and they don't say we think, is oh, he's a white nationalist. Well, here's the thing. Where is the right, white nationalists, let me just point something out here, because I don't know this Steve Bannon. He's, he, he had Breitbart News, and, and I think that what they're doing is they're cherry-picking certain stories, and they're holding him responsible for every opinion that's that's on, there, and it's right?
2: primarily for the headlines too. And, yeah, exactly. And listen, for a Breitbart news, listen, yeah. we we know how that works over there. the sure. headline is what makes you click. Click
1: clickbait. They're holding him responsible, and they 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 know what they're doing. But here's the thing: white nationalists are not subtle. All right, you don't suddenly discover them. White nationalists are easy to find, and if this guy was a white nationalist, you would have papers. These white nationalists they write like 45-page treaties. You know, they they write these papers their whole life. You don't have to insinuate it in a headline and read between the lines. Like, here's the thing I'm saying. I don't know this guy and neither do 99.9% of the people who are just pointing to him and saying he's a white nationalist. This Harry Reid, who can't get out of the Senate quick enough for this country, as far as I'm concerned. One thing I know about him, he's a known liar. Okay? That's not an opinion. That's not an opinion. Harry Reid, who on the Senate floor called this guy a white nationalist and more, is a known liar. Again, that's not an opinion. From the Senate floor, while Mitt Romney was running for president, he said the reason Mitt Romney is not releasing his taxes, which he eventually did, but the time had not, he said the reason is because he hasn't paid taxes for the last 10 years. Then Mitt Romney released his taxes. Turned out he paid millions of dollars in taxes. And a couple of years later, Harry Reid was asked about that after the election was over. Do you know what his answer was? His answer was, well, he didn't win, did he? He didn't win, did he? See, there you go. Okay? <laughs> so, one, Harry. so I don't know Steve Bannon, and I don't know Harry Reid. But what I do know, and again, listen up and get closer to the, your little radio speaker. What I do know as a fact, do you know what a fact means? It means it's incontrovertible. Is that one Whatever. of these guys, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Reid, is a known liar. So this idea from the left that we can't call people names, but this person that nobody knows out on the streets, they just point to him and go, he's a white nationalist. Again, let me just say this. In my opinion, I don't think it's difficult to spot a white nationalist. They tend to stand out, strangely enough, like a green thumb. (laughs) They're the ones walking around with Nazi flags. Yeah, they have Nazi flags. You know, I realize that the left now has their own N-word. Nazi. And they're allowed <laughs> to throw it around. I mean, it's really... It's, it's, it's an insult to the people who were victims of Nazis. To look at people and call them Nazis because you disagree with their policies. I mean, that is just insane. Let me tell you what Nazis... Nazis... I said this on my podcast a couple of days ago. Nazis showed up at your house at 2 in the morning. They dragged you out of bed because of who you are. They took you into the woods. And they shot you in the head. And then they threw you in a pile of other dead bodies. That's what a Nazi is, okay? And when you just point to people and say, I don't like this guy, and I don't like his rhetoric, and that's a Nazi, that is an insult to the actual victims of Nazism. And it waters down. It waters down what that means. When you call somebody a Nazi, you you damn well better know that that's what they are. Not, oh, it kind of feels like. So... I don't. I, so, again, I don't know this Steve Bannon. I never really read Breitbart News. Every once in a while, I would come on something else, and I'd get a link. I don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm not saying that I'm here to tell you that this guy's a wonderful guy. I don't know who he is, but neither do 99.9% of the people who are pointing at him with conviction and saying, you're a white nationalist. But, we, but hey, we can't, we can't call people names, right? Enough. Only, the ba- only the bad people. Only the bad people you can call them names? Right. That's what Melanie thinks. I know, it, know she knows. I isn't know. it a fact guys, that most people... Yeah. Peop-
7: Sorry, Melanie. It. Isn't it a fact that most people who are associated with Trump at this point are going to be raked through the, the col raked across the coal? Well,
1: yeah, and it seems to me like this guy, they, they were going after Trump and he won, and so it's easier to get... Oh, here's another guy you've never heard of. Let me tell you, he's a white nationalist. Yeah. Since but when? But you said I'm what?
5: supposed to, like, go after things beside besides... Like, what? Facts? What?
1: Yeah. The thing is, you're supposed <laughs> to actually have evidence that somebody is a white nationalist. Well,
5: I have evidence. It was like on my Twitter feed. It was like these four oh. articles from Breitbart or whatever. Yeah. And they were like so disgusting. Yeah. I don't would... let
3: him bring you down, Melanie. If oh, you I know. If you need- It's your boyfriend. No. We're, um, we're friends, man. Okay. We can be friends.
5: Yeah. We're just friends. God. We
3: cuddle and that's it. <laughs> I just
5: that's got... all. I just, we just hold hands sometimes in parks and like cuddle a little bit.
3: And we really need to hold each
4: other through these next four years. Oh, uh, yes. you guys, Are you guys scared? You <laughs> scared? I Mel, tell him how scared I was.
5: Uh, oh my god, he was so scared the other night that like we were holding on to each other so tightly, and it was just like so. And that, didn't that didn't lead to anything. That it didn't lead
3: to. It led to me doing a lot of weeping and a lot of
4: soul searching and thinking about yeah. what we're gonna do if we. Oh,
5: so, so
1: you guys, hold on. hold on, you guys are the future of this country. So, it's a
5: really scary time. <laughs> yes. I'd be like sympathetic to that. Didn't you grow up like during World War II or something? <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. I didn't grow up. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Then
5: why do you know so much about it? <laughs> maybe
7: <laughs> Trump, maybe Trump is positive for you two because it's bringing you closer How to the How could he together. be? He's <laughs> bringing you closer to the He hates me.
2: Right, he well, does yeah, but,
5: and he so, hates our friends. But guys,
2: when the Democrats were in control your party, <laughs> what they they never took consideration from Republicans who were the minority what you, party. What? Uh, what are you talking what? about? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. So why 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 did you have to hold What Steve about the Bennett? people who didn't vote for Obama? You didn't care about them being, you know, uh, upset.
5: Wait, who didn't vote for Obama? Yeah, I don't know anybody that did. That's why he's president, <laughs> stupid! You're
1: insane.
5: That's why he was president.
1: All right, next story.
2: <laughs> okay. All right, Eric. This makes you look brilliant here. Multiple reports suggest that the lawyers of uh, for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange say that he's planning to ask Donald Trump to drop all the uh, the the criminal <laughs> investigations against him. So you call that a what couple weeks the, ago. This is
1: why it's called the Von Hessler Doctrine. Because I look, if you're tuning into this for the first time, this is the show where the host will tell you how he votes. Doesn't vote. The host doesn't give a hoot how you vote. This is the von Hessler doctrine. I'm telling you, the way the world is. And months ago, when the WikiLeaks stuff started, and he started becoming a Fox News darling, and Eric von Hessler has more than a three month memory of the world when this guy was being he was he was public enemy number one with Sean Hannity and Fox News a while ago. And I saw this cozying up that was going on. Plus, a lot of WikiLeaks. You know, didn't hurt Donald Trump becoming president. We're supposed to believe that the RNC, their email, was so airtight. They just couldn't hack it. They just couldn't find it. So I thought from the very beginning that this guy, Julian Assange, in his own mind anyway, would help Trump become president uh, and then would ask for a favor. Like, why don't you let me off the hook here? Which I think is stupid. why wouldn't he? Well, I. Mean, that I, makes sense. It makes sense, but the thing is, I don't think he really needs. I think he actually has a case. I think he actually has a decent mm-hmm. case. But Donald Trump, uh, what do you think? Uh, is this guy, he helped some people say his WikiLeaks of the DNC and Donna Brazil and all that uh, through, through Podesta helped.
3: See, I don't believe it. I don't believe that it was WikiLeaks that helped me win. I think it was my personality. I think it was my ability yeah. to put a ground game together that was
1: unstoppable. Uh. <laughs> And what if it's true though? What if it's true that the Russians actually did the hacking that fed the WikiLeaks, and then the, the line would go all the way down the way people said? I, I know look, it's I know it's WSB, and a lot of people don't want me to go there, but this is the von Hessler doctrine, it, so the von Hessler doctrine goes there. What if that really happened? What if the Russians were it, behind it? it? Wait, yeah, and I, then now, I will
3: look at Putin and I will say, "Stop it!
1: <laughs>
3: Stop it! Stop hacking!" Do you want to go after Assange? Do I want to go after Assange? No, I want to let him go. And i tell you why, because he's a true American patriot. He's not
1: from America.
3: Well, I'm going to let it. him. I'm letting him come here.
1: Oh, you're going to let after extreme vetting? You're going to exactly. let
3: him in? I've already
7: vetted
1: him. Honorary citizen, right? I'm uh, going to put him in my cabinet. It is almost time for my favorite part of the weekend, which is Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who knows a lot about football. It's time for Ginsburg's game day picks. When we get back,
0: the Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: Welcome back. Well, we've come to that time again every week. This is my favorite part of the show. You know, many weeks ago, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, let it be known how she felt about Colin Kaepernick and his refusal to stand for the National Anthem. Do we have that, Jared?
0: What, what do I think? I think it's really dumb of them. Would I arrest them for doing it? No.
1: Here's the thing. We got to know Ruth Bader Ginsburg a little better. Turns out she knows a lot about football. Crazy. And so we've been doing our Ginsburg game day picks. This, these will be the afternoon games, I hope. The four o'clock games. The four o'clock games. Four o'clock. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think you got uh, I think all one of, of them's at night. Yesterday. You got all of them. You got all of them right last week. Falcons game I got wrong. But yeah, you threw that in at the last second. That wasn't one of your the official Falcons picks. The Falcons did
2: drop an egg last week. Yeah. They did.
1: So uh, out of it, though. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginsburg's game day picks. Tell us uh, who's going
0: to win this week. Well, okay, we've got the Dolphins taking on the Rams, so I'm picking the Dolphins to win seventeen to
1: nine. Did you hear that? I hear this Jerry Goff is going to start his first game for the Rams. This Jared is the, Goff, the number one pick of mm. quarterback. And well, so,
0: the Rams are all about their defense, really. I don't mm-hmm. think they're have, they don't have much of an offense this year. I'd,
1: Case Keenum, though, he's not really yeah. the future.
0: Yeah. No, he's not anybody's future, unless you're, you
1: know, running a box store somewhere. Or. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Dolphins over the Rams. That's right. Then. By the way, I want to point out that you've been getting the games right, but you're... Uh you know, you're not getting the scores right, maybe, that's okay. Maybe my metrics have been off. A little bit, but I don't care about that. I just think if you get the games right... Yeah, uh, wins, a, wins a, a win, right? a wins a win, absolutely.
0: Back yourself with my picks, people. Have you been
2: too focused on the opera lately? I know you, were, uh, you participated in the opera, so that's, that's been right. taking up a lot of your time.
0: That's right. The opera is so important to me, and if I can be a singer after I retire from the Supreme yeah. Court, that would be so nice.
1: It's football and opera for you.
0: Football, opera, <laughs> I, I just bought a dune buggy. <laughs>
1: You're an all-around gal. you right. to call I'm my a renaissance lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, what we got next?
0: Next we have the Patriots uh taking in the San Francisco 49 Oh, that's not a hard one to call. No, Patriots 35, 49ers 20. They'll get some garbage points.
1: At the end. I guess uh so uh your favorite there. I'm saying that jokingly. Oh, Kaepernick. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Take a knee. So he, <laughs> he um you know, he had some flashes of his old self in the last game, and they still got killed. You mean
0: that one season when he was sort of
1: good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he took him to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, it was a bad year for the NFC. That's true. So go ahead. So that's a pretty easy call. i got to say that's a pretty easy thing. Because the Patriots barely lost last week. Barely. And so they're going to be, you know how they're going right. to be. Right. And they're, you know, they, they'll beat up on these. The 49ers are terrible. When I watch the 49ers, I find myself rooting against them. I call them the anti-American 49ers. And I, I find myself rooting against them. I do not want him to win. No. No, I just don't, we don't I think want we're him on the to same. Win. Okay, uh,
0: then we have the Packers taking on the Washington football team.
1: Oh, you won't say their last name. I will not say that name. No, the Redskins—they've been there for a long. Well,
0: time. Well, I think that's offensive to to most of those people.
1: Okay, uh, so you just refuse to say that. I won't say it. Was I'll you, say
0: the Packers. Um,
1: have you ever been to Lambeau? You're a big fan of football. You've been to Lambeau Field. You know, I've never been there. It's
0: on my bucket list. Oh, God. Anyway,
1: the Packers 31... 30- what isn't on your bucket
0: list? Everything. Uh, climbing Mount Everest. Uh, Packers 31, Washington team 27. Okay, very quickly, give me a recap. Okay, we got the Dolphins beating the Rams, the Patriots beating the 49ers, and the Packers beating the Washington team. The Washington
1: football team. Football Club. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you. We love your Ginsburg's game day picks. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next week, right? See you then. All right, there is still outrage in this world. English Nick with Outrage Corner when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, they'll continue a series on doctors and sex abuse with a 50-state report card for you to compare how Georgia ranks, among other states, on protecting patients from sexually abusive doctors plus... $388 in coupon savings. That's why we say if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I am Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires, and it is time for this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. I think it explains itself. We're going to do stories of outrage, and they'll be presented... By this gentleman right over here, English Nick.
7: All right, Eric. Outrage in the University Please of Virginia. Please refer
1: to me as American
7: Eric. <laughs> American Eric. Thank you. And it is Vaughn, not Van,
1: right? It is Vaughn. Yes.
7: I saw some stories about it.
1: Oh, those are the old days. <laughs> I used to be known as Van Hessler, and then I got into some legal trouble, so I'm Vaughn Hessler now. Go ahead.
7: The University of Virginia, there's been some outrage at their president, Teresa Sullivan, she was defending her use of a quote from Thomas Jefferson the in the university's founder in yeah. a campus-wide email last week. And uh,
1: 470 students, professors, and let's staff signed Let's stop for a one letter. second. Let's stop for a second here. Now, let remember, as all this political correctness gets crazy, Right. let's remember this is a special kind of thing. University of Virginia was founded by Thomas Jefferson, yes. the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence. And so, father, founding father of this country... But as we as we adults understand, mm-hmm. the founding of this country was messy, and it wasn't perfect. It wasn't pure. And Thomas Jefferson, though he wrote the words that unleashed freedom on this planet, also owned slaves. Yeah. We understand. That's in his history. Yeah. we un- And not only that, but uh, you get into the whole, is it Sally Hemings? Get into the whole thing. I mean- Look, he was a slave owner, and we understand that there are contradictions that the man who, like I said, with his, uh, with his writing, unleashed freedom in the world, was a slave owner. This is a contradiction that's in our history, and adults understand that it's something that needs to be dealt with, with adult minds. Now we get to the point where, at the f- at the university that he founded, he is so out of favor now with the kids... And, you know, I I include the professors. Yeah, some of the professors. When too. I say kids, I mean, that's a <laughs> childlike mentality mm-hmm. uh, that runs through academia now. And so there's a rejection of everything that's not pure, everything that's not perfect. There's an old saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And in, in your politically correct jihad, if you're willing to throw out Thomas Jefferson... The founder of the place you're going to school at. That's the baby. That you're throwing out with the bathwater. The, yeah. u- the ultimate baby, yes. Yeah,
2: my little sister is a grad student at UVA now too, and she just can't believe that this is going on on campus. I mean, there are yeah. l- there are literally people rallying behind this cause to get this uh, to get the administrator, the president out.
1: What was well, the quote? Uh, what was the quote that she used? Do you know? Uh, uh, this, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, there's a statue, a famous statue of Jefferson on campus, right? Yes, how long how before they want that uh, torn down? And- she basically
7: said that UVA is still producing leaders for our republic, and one of her quotes was, uh, "All men are created equal." Oh, oh that's horrible! Oh, I never a, want to hear oh, that. What
1: a what a horrible, horrible quote. No, but their idea is that because he was a slave owner, they want to. It's 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 very interesting. I, I said this uh, a while ago. And some people took it the wrong way because I got some flack online, which is you know what happens. But when the Confederate flag came down in South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, I was I said then, you know, it's not going to be long before these people start saying, before the Confederate flag flew over slavery, the American flag flew over slavery, and there's going to be rejection. And that was before Colin Kaepernick. That was before it was cool to say I'm not into the country. At this point, this is this should be seen as political correctness run amok, but the inmates are running the asylum, and by that I mean we have let these academics just take over with their ridiculous social theories. Thomas Jefferson unleashed freedom on the planet. He also owned slaves. Put Use your adult mind and dig into that and analyze that and have things to say about that, but to reject Thomas Jefferson is... An absolute absurdity. It shouldn't even have to be said. It's absurd. Next story. Next outrage. (laughs) You're done with Jefferson. Well, I'm not done with Jefferson, but it's not going to be long before all of history is going to be white. Like, what, we can't talk about Jefferson? So now we're going to act like he didn't exist Mm -hmm. because he owned slaves. George Washington owned slaves, didn't he? Yep. All right. Now, are you going to say he wasn't a great man? Yep. Well, then that's, that's 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 the right of the Muranials and For what it's worth, the pres- academic leaders.
7: The lady in the president of UVA is not going to stop using them. she said. She's of course quote, they
1: can't. You know, they it can't. doesn't relate to the present it's day. Not, he's not a guy who was a millionaire that they named mm-hmm. a wing of the school after that you could take his name off of. The school exists because of him. Yes, Jared, would you say something? Yeah, like? I was going to say, I mean, that's also,
2: I mean, UVA has so much history behind it. I mean, it's a borderline Ivy League school, and the fact that these students... I, I just can't comprehend this thought yeah, process right. here. Know, It's know, so
1: I, dumb. To go even further than that, um, when you say borderline Ivy League, borderline insane. I would never send my kid to an Ivy League school, and I feel like I want to take my 18-year-old out of the school that he's at. My 18-year-old sent me on my phone and he was being sarcastic. He said, thank goodness they're looking out for me. He sent me (laughs) something that was sent to him on the college campus about, you know, what we hear about because of the Donald Trump thing. You know, there are safe spaces. uh, We'll have Uh. pizza. We're here for you. We here at the university understand. And look, my son is a great student and he doesn't fall for this stuff and he's doing well and so there's no reason for me to get in there and mess things up. But I feel like parents should just pull their kids out of these schools. I want to talk to the people at the top of that school and say, are you an adult? I've got an idea. I've got an idea for something you should send out to the students at your school. Get over it and go to class or go home and cry to your mom. <laughs> you know, that's really what it should be. In a real world, that's what it should be. You wanted somebody to win. They lost. You don't like that. Get over it and move on. What A safe space with pizza. No, so. I don't mind pizza. Free pizza is always a good idea. Can don't get just, me wrong. Can we just stop wrapping people in cotton wool? Can we just yeah, stop doing exactly. that? Exactly.
7: Because you know what? What doesn't doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Can when we just you be get exposed to some of this.
1: When stuff? you get when these kids get out into the real mm. world, do you think that the their boss is going to say, "Hey, you know what? Take a week off. Yeah. You know yeah. what? We got a safe space back there. <laughs> we you know we we, we removed the lactation station for a moment. You can use it as a safe space. Oh, oh Eric, man. you haven't talked to Pete about it. It's right there in the oh, back. Oh is, it, oh, is there is there a safe space? Yeah, it's right us? there in the back. <laughs> okay, well, a little place, you know. And I I said, my son and I were texting back and forth, and we were joking. In reality, on that campus, the people who need a safe space are the students who would like to say, I voted for Donald Trump. Those are the kids who need a safe space because they're, they're not welcome anywhere. Oh. All right, now next one. Next All
7: right, story. now more about hate speech. Uh, hate speech, even hate speech. <laughs> hate speech. I knew her. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter this week. Twitter suspended high-profile accounts associated with the alt-right movement the same oh. day. The
1: same day, the social media service said it would crack down on hate speech. Let me just say this, since we're still on this, I, I don't care about the alt-right movement. I'm not going to waste <clears throat> my breath on it. But I'll tell you this: uh, once you start on Twitter, when you start saying that you're going to suspend accounts that engage in hate speech, who's the sheriff? Right. Who decides what's hate speech? Because you know what? When I see uh, people in the street breaking uh, windows in Portland, that looks like hate to me. But my guess is the same sheriff that knocks off the alt-right page is not going to see that as hate. They're going to see that as uh, people expressing themselves and uh, extending social justice. So here's the question. The question is always, who is the sheriff? And I think we all know it was Suzanne Somers. (laughs) Most people probably don't remember that. (laughs) <laughs> who is the sheriff?
7: You know, I think those Patrick words? Duffy on that show? I sheriff? believe those, he those, was. Those 15-foot-feet letters that were projected on the building downtown this week, they were pretty hateful.
1: Oh, the, Trump? Uh, the F. Trump thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I no, no, uh, there's that. But also, yeah. there's some people who live in Trump buildings that says Trump in, uh, uh, on the side, and they've demanded that those letters be taken off. Really? Didn't bother you when you moved into the building yes. that, that had those letters? That projector
2: screen in Midtown is used almost every Friday, too. I've seen it. It projects different images, too. Right. So the fact that they were able to turn around the F. Trump sign so quick. Is impressive yeah. in my opinion. Well, it you know, yeah, hashtag- shows
1: that kids still have
3: creativity and productivity, right? That's right. There's a horrible hashtag out there on Twitter. It was terrible. It says hashtag millennia. Yeah. Now look, that's hate speech. That's hate speech. I went to Twitter and I, you know, I clicked on all those profiles. I said this offends me, and it's hate speech.
1: Nothing's happened. No, of I would like to see something happen. If they get rid of alt-right stuff, and what I'm saying is, the way you defeat speech that you don't like is with more speech, mm-hmm. right? And that's uh, ideally, that's how the internet would be, is that you would have so much speech out there, and then people would go find out things for themselves. But... Uh you know.
7: How does it help anybody? This this hashtag that Mr. Trump just... Mentioned. Oh
1: yeah, that's what I was going to say. That, so does... That's not going to be removed, right? By the same people who removed the alt right. You're being so hateful to somebody you don't really know. Like you have no idea about Melania yeah. Trump. There's him. a hashtag. Uh, assassinate Trump. Yeah, there's a hashtag. They don't As- block that. Assassinate Trump with pictures of him photoshopped. Melania, by the way, is. Uh, I mean, somebody was saying my wife had a couple of encounters with people that were ridiculous <clears throat> this week. Uh, one of them said, "Well, you know, uh, you know about uh, Trump's wife, you know." You know about you know what she is, right? And my wife said, "An immigrant." And the lady got the lady got, oh, <laughs> oh. oh yeah, baby, yeah, I didn't think of it. Also, uh, somebody at the gym said to my wife, "Did you hear they're taking uh, the DNA of Muslims?" And my wife said, "He's not president yet." I mean, let's be logical here. Even if he wanted to do this. Donald Trump does not have the power to activate that anybody's blood samples. He does not have any ability to move anything of state. He's not the president. So the fact that there are people out there spreading rumors that, th- that he has ordered departments to start taking the DNA of anybody is, shows you just how ridiculous this all become. You know, it, it would be nice to be able to judge Donald Trump and analyze Donald Trump and criticize Donald Trump through logic. But it's not possible right I now. I
3: agree. I agree. It's,
1: you what? want some good logical criticism. I like,
3: logic is good. Let's criticize the things I'm going to do, not the things I haven't done.
1: How about we wait till you do them, and then we'll criticize them then? Sounds fair. We have the best goodbyes in the business. When we come back, don't miss them.
0: Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB.
1: Welcome back. You know, we're usually on for three hours, but just two hours this week, so this is our last segment. Before we go to Paul Stanley from KISS, who is going to uh, tell us what we learned this week, I want to let you know that we have have prepared for you a wonderful Thanksgiving special. The Von Hessler Doctrine, second annual Thanksgiving special. All the doctrinaires are there, plus Lucky Yates from TV's Archer. And Kevin Kenny from Radio's Driving and Crying, and that show will be on Thanksgiving Day, with 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. That's on, right, on Thanksgiving Day, 5 p.m. on the following Black Friday, and then in our normal slot next Sunday from uh, noon to two. So it's uh, we we already recorded it. We it was fantastic. It's a lot of fun. I think you're gonna love it. A good old fashioned Thanksgiving special, no politics, just fun.
7: You know what it is? It's a Thanksgiving feast. A Thanksgiving feast with plenty of leftovers for the whole weekend. Absolutely. You're gonna love it. And if you want to watch the uncut
2: version on WSB's Facebook page, just click videos and you'll see the Facebook Live, because we did
1: it live. We did it live. People watched us put it together and they also and nobody told me that I had a hole in the crotch of my jeans. So enjoy enjoy the whole thing. It's all there waiting for you. Paul Stanley, what have we learned this week?
4: We learned that I wasn't invited to your Thanksgiving special. That's nice. Next year. Next year. I better be there. Okay, next year. All right, what did we learn today? Okay, first of all, we learned that the jerks at the University of Virginia are crying about Thomas Jefferson. Look, snowflakes. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was our first president, so if you're going to ban
1: him, you're going to have to deal with me, okay? Uh, you know what? I like your sentiment. I like it. He was the third, but I, I, I like your sentiment. The third what? Third president. Was he? Yeah, it was the George George Washington. <laughs> oh,
4: the guy with the wooden teeth was he, up there. That the, was the one on the one, one cherry dollar tree. Yeah. Che- See, I get him mixed up you because a, he's not on a dollar bill, this the, Thomas Jefferson.
1: That's exactly
4: <laughs> right. Why is he on the nickel?
1: Because apparently it was oh, like, we're oh to hurry God. up. You hear okay, that music? The right. last
4: one, the robot guy says we've only got a thousand years to get off the planet. Kiss is working on his spaceship. Piloted by Ace the Spaceman. We're gonna find a planet with lots of water and lots of chick.
1: Yo, it's ace, I got you, man. Space Ace. ace, ace. Fly yeah, I got spaceships. you a planet ship. He's the man that would know. Space Ace is the man. Yeah, I would love know. that yeah. robot guy. Yeah. He's smart. Stephen Hawking? Yeah, that guy. That guy, yeah. Uh so uh you were showing me the thing. You know what you ought to do is you need to download the WSB radio app, uh hit the Von Hessler Doctrine. Not only do we do this show every week, we do three podcasts that are only available on the WSB radio app. So make sure you get that. Have a great Thanksgiving Day week. A Thanksgiving week. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the Thanksgiving special next week. And we'll talk to you after the holiday. Get off my lawn. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.